Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk. Hope you're all doing well. Saw some games last night that really, uh, for one team, they put a cap on it. And another team taking control of a series as we know what this team can do and is capable of doing it if they're on their game. So, just looking at what's happening around the sports landscape. Baseball is getting really interesting. I have to bring that in because all of a sudden the Yankees seem like it may be in danger of missing the postseason. But who knows? There's always drama in baseball, whether people realize it or not. The U.S. Open doesn't have the same feel, obviously, with Dojovic um, being out of the tournament. But, you know. Serena Williams, still something to watch. Uh, she's trying to go for 24 major championships. Uh, we've got WNBA soon to begin their postseason play, I believe, or maybe about to be, be going right now. So, got some things going on. And of course, the NFL opener is tomorrow night. Um, a lot of things are riding, obviously, on how this game will go. Uh, This will be a huge, huge step for the NFL. Uh, Just having this opener game on Thursday night. And we're gonna have to just see how things go because it's a lot to be figured out and a lot of teams that are gonna be traveling in the coming, coming weeks. So a lot of things to look forward to and to see how it all shapes out should be interesting. So let's get into the games that took place last night. Doubleheader on TNT had Miami and Milwaukee game five, and the Lakers and the Rockets in game three. So kick things off by talking about the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks. So Giannis was ruled out with an ankle injury for this game. Unfortunate, such a great player, great season he had. Game playing against Miami early on in this series. They weren't really able to win a game. They struggled in that first game, second game, tough finish at the end. And then we saw Miami just really turn it on in game three. And then Milwaukee showed some fight in game four, played better down the stretch. And heading into this game, you know, all eyes were on Miami um, based on how they they had looked in game three, game four um, out of sorts and a little bit you know relaxed in this game itself they took care of business took care of business although I have to say that Milwaukee really played well in that first quarter I think they got out to a 28 to 19 lead at the end of the first quarter but then after that Miami um, settled in you saw them run their offense a lot through the pick and rolls. Um, Jimmy Butler had an efficient game, not a high scoring game, but had an efficient game. As Miami starting five just, you know, balanced it out. They put forward a good effort. This game was really close, I would say, back and forth, very uh, competitive in the third quarter. Uh, but then Miami started hitting shots going through a stretch of some hard-nosed defense. Middleton started to miss 
some really uh, interesting shots there um, in the third quarter. And then Miami just turned it on late. You know, they, you know, Milwaukee kind of couldn't find their offense, could not find their offense really in that late in that game. They tried a bunch of things, but they didn't really have it going. Middleton, you know, a great player, has so much potential, but he just has not been able to show up enough for for this team. And so, Milwaukee couldn't hit threes yesterday, and you had Tyler Hero and Dragic, and these guys just hitting shots. Uh, overall, Miami's defense was on point in this game, as they really took away a lot of driving lanes for Middleton and Bledsoe, and they just played a little bit more rugged overall the way they were playing games one and two. And yeah, Miami advances to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in, I want to say, I don't know, three to four years maybe. Could be longer than that, but the point is that this team is just built so well. Group of young vet, young guys, and then you have some veterans. And, you know, they really showed out yesterday. It was a team effort. You know, Butler didn't have to do so much, but, you know, going forward, if they do end up playing like Boston, Butler is going to have to be really on top of his game. Adebayo continues to impress in many ways. He may not show up on the, on the box score all the time, but the flashy numbers, but his rebounding and his defense really key in the series. And Tyler Hero has come on really well, can get a shot. So... You know, Miami's got a really interesting team. Good pieces around this team overall to build around. And so, I like what I've seen from Miami. I don't think they're a, they're a tough matchup for anybody, I think, who will play them in the next round. And so, you know, something for Boston to really watch out for as they try to close out Toronto. Um, Miami's just built to score stretches and, and, and really play good defense. So they have their defense going like just like Boston then they're hard to beat and you know Drogic continues to play well. He had Olenek play yesterday. Some of the bigs from Miami played really really good yesterday. And that's what it comes down to. You know how well can you run your offense and now Miami did struggle at times scoring the basketball. They had some stretches of droughts but you know in Milwaukee's cases, could not take advantage of the shots. Could not hit threes. Um, disappointing that they go out this way because of the season that they were had. And you think about Giannis and you know what's his future after this? You know, not being able to play. And you know, I don't see him going out this way. But you know, when free agency does begin or that does happen, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You get the sense that Milwaukee had it all this year. They were playing well. Unfortunately, the pandemic happened, and they weren't playing so well before the bubble. But you know, they had looked good against you know Orlando, albeit, and they just ran to a much better team. Spolster really coached well um, with the adjustments and strategy against Giannis and Milton. Um, his overall shooting kind of you know 
was the story of the series. They couldn't hit shots. They couldn't hit threes when they needed them the most. Couldn't stop the bleeding. And that's what it came down to is that they had played well in this game. There was a good, was a good opportunity for them to win this game as well. But Miami just you know stepped it up late as they really uh, forced forced the ball inside and you know, they got they beat Milwaukee in the half court a lot yesterday, which ended up being the reason they, they won that game. So Miami advances and now they await the winner of Boston and Toronto, who will play a game six tonight. So should be interesting to see what Toronto does as their backs against the wall. So now that brings me to the game of the night, uh, Houston and the Lakers. Now we know that Westbrook had a really bad game in game two, shot the ball pretty poorly all game long in game two. Uh, we knew that Harden was going to do his usual thing, putting up points and scoring, scoring at will. But yesterday, the story of the game to me is the Lakers defense. Their defense really stepped up uh, in that fourth quarter. This game was you know, pretty much back and forth in the first half. You saw the Rockets really get off to a good start. Westbrook was hitting some Jays, hitting some threes early on. And the Lakers were just trying to make sure that they didn't let Harden really uh, take control of of the game early on as they were trying to limit his shot attempts and you know they ended up working to a certain degree and to a certain other degree did not you know work as well so you know overall you saw the Lakers do a much better job of rotating on Houston shooters now, I think Daniel House for the Rockets was out due to personal reasons, but, you know, they had Tucker and Gordon and Covington, and Covington, unfortunately, uh, had to leave early in that, at the end of that game due to, uh, I guess, a headbutt kind of injury, or, you know, he and Davis got, got tangled up and fighting for a loose ball, and, you know, they ended up getting, you know, I think hit in the face or the nose, so... Hope he's all right because the Rockets do uh, need him, obviously. And so, yeah, looking at the game yesterday overall, I mean, Houston shot the ball particularly well in the first half. I mean, you saw Westbrook and Harden really put it onto the Lakers. Anthony Davis kind of came on late in the game. Um, he had a nice and efficient game, but you saw the Rockets trying to double team him a lot early on and. You know, Davis sometimes can really shoot the ball and take it. And other times he's just looking to pass the ball, which he's got to be more aggressive for the Lakers to win the championship, in my mind. I mean, now obviously he's looking for the best shot. And they were dulting him a lot. But in the post, he can really dominate with his size and athleticism. And so you saw like Harden and you saw Harden try to challenge him a couple of times. Uh, Tucker as well. There's a lot of situations where, you know, they try to challenge Anthony Davis in the post, but you know he was able to score well, have some alley oop dunks. His rebounding was key. LeBron James had a sensational game yesterday. Uh, I think he had 36 points or so, and he was just hitting a lot of shots early on, keeping that game. 
I mean, Houston went out to like a six, seven point lead, and LeBron will come back with a three pointer. Uh, he was hitting it really well from the from the floor yesterday, uh, and LeBron's community defense, his energy on the defensive end was was sensational. He really challenged a lot of shots. They had like six or seven blocks as a team, and most of those blocks came from LeBron as he was really chasing down a lot of shots. He blocked Harden on one possession. Another one was Gordon, I believe. So LeBron was locked in defensively in that game in the second half. You saw him come up with some really good energy, attacking with his size and his athleticism. Uh, LeBron did it all yesterday. You know, he did a good job of just getting his teammates involved. You saw Kentavious Pope had a nice game. Kuzma had 14 points. It's a big deal for the Lakers when he scores. And he can score like this. Um, they have a really good chance to win any game. Their bench had more points than Houston yesterday. And that's a no. It just doesn't happen, you know. Houston's bench is a little bit more better or more streaked than the Lakers' bench. So yesterday, the Lakers' bench really played well. And now we've been talking about Rondo and how he can't really shoot well, but uh, he surprised me yesterday. He was the one that stood out at the end of that game. Um, obviously, his leadership is is tremendous, and defensively, he can play so well at times. Now. On offense, you know, you think about him offensively and, you know, before this game yesterday, it was just hard to, to trust him to make any kind of shots and stuff because you don't know how well he can shoot the ball. But yesterday, he, you know, he, you know, answered all that, you know. He is capable of playing like this, but we haven't seen it throughout his career. So when it did kind of happen last night, you were just like, after a lot of Laker fans was like, what's going on? Like, why is Rondo shooting these shots? Like, he needs to pass the ball. But to Rondo's credit, he had 21 points yesterday. And 10 of those points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had some layups that he beat Westbrook and Harden to the rim. Um, he made some nice three-pointers. Very, very big surprise. Because we know Rondo's not a great three-point shooter, statistically. And... To see him knock down some open shots yesterday, um, it was a nice sight to see. Uh, will it continue? It remains to be seen because we know how Lakers are offensively. They come and go sometimes with with their threes. And Rondo yesterday had it going. His energy was really, really good. He shot the ball particularly well. And it was a nice uh, addition to the 62 combined by Davis and LeBron as the Lakers really took this game over in the fourth quarter this game was at 82-82 I believe at the end of the third quarter and this series has kind of been a stretch of runs like this Lakers uh, I think in game one the Rockets went on a 16-3 run in the fourth quarter to win that game second second game game two the Lakers down the stretch of that game, kind of went on like a 10 to 2, 10 to 4 run, kind of to put Houston away. And this game, I mean, a 17 to 5 run is what really did it for the Lakers in beating Houston. As you know, LeBron came back on the court, and you know, he and Davis doing a good job of just getting shots. And Houston just missed a bunch of shots late. 
Now Harden and Westbrook had, you know, good games offensively, but their bench didn't step up. You know, Tucker and Gordon, not as good as they were in game two. And so, now these guys are really good players, solid players. But the Lakers did a good job of just executing. You saw Lakers active with their hands. Their defense of rotating to all the shooters uh, was really good. They gave Harden a tough time. Obviously, they double teamed Harden a lot in this game. You know, he still had his usual points, but he wasn't. He didn't have so many shot attempts, I think, in the second half. Uh, I think he was limited to like eight or nine shot attempts in the second half. And they got the ball out of him late. And saw Westbrook, you know, he had a really good game, but. You know, you expected him to maybe do more than he already did. So, you know, he had a good performance, not taking anything away from Westbrook, but that stretch where the Lakers went on that run, you know, Harden and Westbrook both, um, they were suffocated by this Lakers defense. The intensity that the Lakers showed of getting the rebounds and, and seizing control of possessions was really, really important. And LeBron, I mean, he was just doing his usual thing. And you want to see LeBron continue to do this more and more defensively. Can he continue to shoot from three as well? He hopes so. The only one thing with the Lakers that's kind of concerning, and it's been this way for a while throughout the postseason, their free throw shooting is not as good as it's, as it's been in the regular season before. They've got to do a much better job of knocking down their free throws because there were a lot of shots missed yesterday. Um, Davis and LeBron both have to do a much better job of, of, of shooting the shooting the free throw. Um, you know, Houston didn't get so many foul calls, nor did the Lakers. It was, it was a very interesting game. You had a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth in this game. But in that fourth quarter, Rondo and Kuzma really stepped up, getting out. Uh, Kuzma really cut it well in a lot of possessions and you know you saw LeBron go to work a couple of times and he guarded Harden a couple of times so obviously just looking at how this game went from start to finish you know Houston was you know up, up 64 to 61 in the game and then Lakers just really took over. They didn't allow Houston those easy shots. You saw a much better effort from Danny Green. I mean, he didn't. Sc- he scored not as much, but you just saw them try, try different things. J.R. Smith played yesterday. A little bit surprised that he did play. Um, we haven't seen Dwight Howard in this series, and that is maybe just due to the matchups and the minutes and, and, and matchup, but. The Lakers overall, if they have Kuzma and Rondo play like this, they're going to really put it on in this series. LeBron and AD doing their thing. should be interesting to see how Houston responds because for a while yesterday, it seemed like you know, Houston was just going to be chipping away, chipping away. And then the fourth quarter came and you thought, all right, this is when like, Harden is going to like be super aggressive from the three-point line. And, you know, Lakers did a good job of not letting him get crazy hot from three. You know, because Harden's capable of doing that. And 
you know, yesterday they did a good job of of containing it just enough. We were late in the game. It really didn't matter when he was starting to hit down those shots. And Westbrook overall, even though his performance was much better in game two, you just want to see him be a little bit more smarter uh, in terms of trying to rely on the surrounding cast. Because I think a lot of times yesterday in Westbrook in that second half, you saw him trying to drive to the rim. And the Lakers just are... Davis is just so good in, in the low low paint. When he's locked in like that, I mean, Westbrook wasn't getting any easy shots at all yesterday in the second half. The first half, you know, Lakers were giving him, like, room to shoot and daring him to shoot a three-pointer. The second half, they kind of challenged him a lot more. Uh, Rondo, obviously, his defense... Uh, played a big role in that. So, overall, a really good offer by the Lakers. They scored, I think, 30 points in the fourth quarter. Houston only 20. And that's where the story of the game is. Lakers went on a huge run. They took control of this game early on. Uh, if Kuzma can just do a much better job of shooting... Because Kuzma is like... If he can play like this, they have a really good shot to win any game. It's just that he's very hesitant to shoot sometimes. And he passes the ball a couple of times. So still the turnovers here and there. So Lakers overall are doing a much better job of playing defense, rotating to Houston shooters, uh, and their bench is coming on now. And can they continue this this kind of push from their bench? Can they continue to score off the bench? Can Rondo do the same thing in the next game? Can Kuzma step up? Will we see Danny Green kind of get hot? It's all about the Lakers bench and make sure that they complement AD and LeBron offensively. Because defensively, we know that Lakers are capable of blocking shots and, and really locking down. And yesterday, they really took it to Houston in that first six minutes of the quarter. And from there, they just put on a couple of baskets late and, and closed the deal. So overall, a couple of impressive games we saw yesterday. Obviously, Milwaukee going home now. And Miami now waits the winner of Toronto and Boston tonight. I do think Boston will close it out tonight. I think they have been looking back at game three and four and just thinking about how they played. And I think defensively, they're going to really lock down Siakam and Lowry tonight. And I don't think Van Fleet, as good as he's been, I don't think he'll be able to hit so many shots in time to win this game. So I do expect Boston to close it out tonight. As for Denver and the LA Clippers, this is Denver's uh, opportunity to really make a statement if they can, because if the Clippers play like they played in Game Three, then Denver is going home in five. So, a lot of things to get forward, looking forward to. Um, I'll be out with another episode soon about the NFL opener Thursday night, and yep, we've got the playoffs getting into the. First those stages, a lot of games coming up in the week, and hopefully we'll get to see an Eastern Conference Finals uh, Game 1 start probably this week, so a lot of things are happening, a lot of storylines going into tonight, you know, how will Toronto play, will they come out and, and, and play possessed and competitive, they make, will they make this game interesting for Boston, will they challenge Boston is the key. And then can Denver find their touch and can they avoid going down 3-1? So 
Lots to look forward to. I'll be back with another episode very soon. Uh, see you all guys later, and have a nice day.